0: Alex, I wanted to talk to you about this award, but first, tell me about the Woodpecker Ravine Shaded Fuel Break.
1: So, Woodpecker Ravine has showed up as a priority in the Nevada Yuba Plaster NEU Unit Strategic Plan, so that's CAL FIRE, specifically Battalion 12, for the past several years. Um, And basically, this area is a place where you have incredibly challenging topography. It's very, very steep. There's really, really dense fuels. And it essentially is in a highly populated area. So it's basically this teardrop shape that goes down from Empire Mine. It's bounded at the bottom by Mount Olive Road. And then it's got Highway 174 on one side and Labar Meadows on the other.
0: Okay. Um, It's in the name, but I'll have to confess that I don't actually know what a shaded fuel break is. Tell me what that is.
1: Yeah, so that's a really good question because it's really important for the community to understand that when we're talking about a shaded fuel break, this is in contrast to a fire break where we're taking away everything down to bare mineral soil. A shaded fuel break is really creating a zone that can be used strategically for protection. So we're removing ladder fuel, we're removing dense understory, we're removing really small diameter trees. And the goal is twofold. We're hoping that it will create safer conditions for people to evacuate, so that egress component. At the same time, create conditions that allow first responders to get in quickly and either, you know, mitigate the fire or make a stand against the fire, so that ingress component.
0: Nevada County OES applied for funding for this project through a relatively new FEMA program called Building Resilient Infrastructure and Communities. I guess it goes by BRIC. Part of the reason that Nevada County was granted the money is because the work done here will serve as a model for other communities, right?
1: Yeah, so the FEMA brick project was really designed to be a model for what wildfire resilience can look like for rural forested communities. We're hitting on the individual community and landscape scale of wildfire mitigation. And that's really important because it's not a one-size-fits-all And, you know, as the Office of Emergency Services, we really want to be sure to be empowering our community members to take the actions that they can, to take responsibility for stewardship of the land under their jurisdiction, but then also recognize that there's a bigger picture and that, you know, there are things that individual landowners can't accomplish on their own. But if we all kind of chip in and do our part, and then are able to bring down resources from state and federal agencies, that we really can create this more holistic vision and opportunity for resilience. And, you know, we're really hopeful that this project is going to be an absolute success and that it will be a model that we can replicate across Nevada County. And, you know, to be frank, we've already gotten, you know, calls from a number of different counties and other folks elsewhere in California, really wanting to know how did we build out this project for holistic wildfire resilience because it's a model people are interested in and they recognize the importance of addressing mitigation at all scales.
0: Let's talk about this award specifically. I want you to help me understand the funding mechanism. The recent award came from Cal Fire, but some of the money for the shaded fuel break comes from FEMA.
1: Yeah, so overall this project is a really excellent example of leveraging both federal and state agency funding. So Nevada County OES had put in a request to FEMA's Building Resilient Communities and Infrastructure Program, and that was a 30 million $31 million ask of FEMA, but that requires a 25% local match, which when you're talking about $31 million, is a really big ask. And essentially, through these CAL FIRE grants, we are able to provide that local match with state agency funding. And in whole, it's this incredibly holistic project where we have this shaded fuel break component that's funded by CAL FIRE. But then we also, with FEMA, FEMA are going to have this whole home hardening component, defensible space, education, leveraging the expertise of local nonprofits, Circle and Sierra Streams Institute, to create really this holistic vision for what wildfire mitigation can look like in our rural forested community.
0: Okay, let's talk about home hardening. That phrase, home hardening, along with defensible space and other ways to increase the chances that our homes could survive a wildfire event, we hear about that quite a bit now. Explain how that will be part of the Woodpecker Ravine Shaded Fuel Break Project.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, this project will obviously have this big education component, and the idea there is to empower community members to do what they can, leverage the resources they can, you know, understand that as stewards of this land, you can, you know, mitigate the risk through your defensible space, you can mitigate the risk through home hardening activities, and that could be, you know, everything from screening your vents to making sure that you're installing um, wildfire resistant materials for decks to wildfire-resistant materials for siding, kind of a whole suite of options. The brick proposal will provide basically a rebate option for homeowners. And then zooming out a little bit, you know, the shaded fuel break components are going to address that ingress and egress. So it'll be 150 feet on either side of primary evacuation route, 75 feet on either side of secondary. So that's really, you know, accomplishing the things that maybe homeowners can't do on their own. But taken in sum, each of these pieces at the individual level for home hardening and defensible space, at the community level through evacuation route improvements, and then at the landscape scale through this much larger shade of fuel break action, we're really kind of hitting all the points to ensure wildfire resilience.
0: So the money has been awarded for phase two. When will work begin? Is it just a continuation of phase one?
1: So actually, phase one, we haven't started on the ground implementation yet because it's really important to note that in order for these funds to count as match against the FEMA funds, we actually have to have the FEMA funds obligated. So we heard last year from the FEMA BRIC program that our proposal had been advanced for environmental and cultural review and that they anticipated obligating those funds this fall. So we've been in a tiny bit of a holding pattern because we really want to leverage the opportunity to use these CAL FIRE funds as match. So basically the game plan is now that we've been awarded phase two, we'll be undertaking phase one and phase two together as one continuous 1100 acre project. And we're thinking we will put out an RFP to ensure the environmental and cultural compliance at some point this fall. Um, There'll be about a year of planning associated with identifying the individual treatments for the different project areas, getting the buy-in from individual property owners, because we recognize that, you know, the work on which... the land on which a lot of this work is going to take place it's you know it's people's private property and they have a say we're not going to come in and tell them they have to do this we're hopeful people will participate and then we hope to get on the ground in 2025 for actually making the work happen and if folks are interested in learning more about the timeline you can go online to readynevadacounty.org we've got a projects page up there for woodpecker ravine it's got some maps some great details about the funding and the different components of the project, and it does have a timeline on there so people can kind of clue in to what the different steps are for making this work happen.
0: I've been talking with Nevada County OES Senior Analyst Alex Keeble-Toll. Alex, thanks so much for your time.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you.